Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And it's, you know, feels good just to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good to be here. We've got a great show lined up and uh, we're going to be talking about advanced planning. Well, you know, a big focus of our law practice is asset protection. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, that uh, comes in many, many different forms. Um, you know, as you know, our asset protection webinar is coming up on the 13th of March. You know, as we as we do that, uh, the second Wednesday of of each month. Um, however, uh, part of asset protection uh, can be, and of course, not everybody needs it, but it, uh, it can uh, be that there are tools that go beyond the normal kind of trust that most people create. And, and so I thought I would uh, take some time to talk about a few of the different types of trusts that people use. Now, the first thing I need to talk about is the trust that most people use. Most of my clients, are not, not that every client needs a trust, but the fact is, is that those uh, clients that have uh, situations that call for a trust. And of course, some people like to have a trust just to avoid probate and court administration because that saves time and money uh, and, and certainly makes the administration of, of an estate so much easier. So the most common trust that's created is a revocable trust. And folks like revocable trusts because they're very easy to administer. The Internal Revenue Service ignores them. Uh, everything in a revocable trust should be using your Social Security number, not a separate tax ID number. And, of course, because it's revocable, you can change it at any time or you can terminate it. Uh, you can put property into it or take property out of it at any time. So it's a very flexible document. Now, does a revocable trust give you asset protection? And the simple answer is no, it does not give you asset protection during your lifetime. However, you can use a revocable trust to give your spouse asset protection at your death. You can use it to give your children or even your grandchildren asset protection after you're gone. But the, the key thing that folks need to understand is it gives you no asset protection from your creditors or predators during your lifetime. Okay, so are there uh, other trusts that can be used um, other than a revocable trust that might give you asset protection? And, and the answer is absolutely no question about it. And in fact, some trusts uh, are designed to uh, avoid a state tax, which can be considerable. It can be extremely expensive for families. 
because, uh, you know, and people always worry about estate tax, and most of us don't need to worry at all. Uh, today, uh, the uh, exemption for death tax is over $13 million per person. And most of us don't have an estate that even approaches that kind of money. Uh, now, uh, the fact is, in 2026, January 1, 2026, the exemption, uh, which the day before will be uh, close to $14 million each, will drop back down to uh, a little over $6 million per person. Now, again, most of us <laughs> have nothing to worry about because, again, we don't have a net worth that approaches $6 million. And, of course, $6 million is each. So a married couple actually, if they have good planning, can... Um, can pass, uh, even in 2026, can pass over $12 million to their children or grandchildren or both uh, with no death tax whatsoever, okay? But there, there are a number of families that actually do have to worry about death tax, uh, and they may not need to worry about it now, but the fact is, is that uh, with normal growth, normal inflation, uh, and most of us actually do a whole lot better than inflation, if you will, but our net worth uh, in round numbers typically will double every 15 years. And that can be relatively conservative. Folks who are uh, you know, invested aggressively and are successful at it uh, can grow faster than that. Uh, so it's, it, you know, those are all uh, factors that are important with estate planning. Well, let me um, mention a, a few of these advanced planning trusts that um, can make a big difference. Uh, and I'll just name them at this point, but and I'll explain them as we uh, talk about them this morning. But one is called a SLAT, S-L-A-T, uh, and that's a, 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 a uh, irrevocable trust that we create for our spouse and our children. It's an irrevocable trust. We use that to actually take property out of our estate to utilize these very high exemptions that we have today and now you're saying hey but you're you're not dying are you <laughs> and of course the answer is no but we have a gift tax exemption lifetime gift tax exemption that equals our estate tax exemption but when we use our gift tax exemption it reduces dollar for dollar our estate tax exemption but if you know, if we're trying to get $13 million out of our estate, uh, in North Carolina, a slat is the perfect way to do it. Now, you might ask, well, but what if I don't have anything left when I give that away? Well, 
fact is, is that uh, is an issue. Uh, Hopefully, your spouse will take care of you, but if your marriage isn't perfect, then that may not be the case. Um, But can the spouse uh, create a, a similar trust uh, back for you? And the answer is yes, but it can only be similar. It cannot be identical. There has to be an, enough differences in the trust to where uh, it, it will pass muster with the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, but the fact is, is that it can be done uh, and uh, can be very helpful. Now, there's also what's called a domestic asset protection trust. That is, I, I like the ones that uh, are offered in Tennessee. I work with an advanced planner in Tennessee to do domestic asset protection trust. We cannot do that kind of trust in North Carolina. Unfortunately, our legislature hasn't seen the light yet in terms of allowing us to create a trust like that. And the difference, what's the difference between that and a SLAT? Well, in a SLAT, we're creating a trust generally for our spouse and our children and grandchildren. With a domestic asset protection trust, there is one beneficiary that's pretty important that you can add, and that's yourself. In North Carolina, you cannot create an asset protection trust for yourself, but you can create it for someone else. In Tennessee, you can add in yourself, and that's perfectly legal, and it and it works. That's why it's so important. Uh, another irrevocable trust that can be helpful, and, and a lot of folks may have heard of these, is an Islet, an irrevocable life insurance trust. So why do you create an islet? You create it so that you can have the ownership of a life insurance policy uh, that's not part of your estate. Uh, and that can be critical because, you know, the, the folks who sell life insurance policies, they tell you that uh, when you die, the proceeds of the policy are paid to your beneficiary, and there's no income tax on it. And that's a true statement. But what they often fail to tell you is that it is includable as part of your estate. So if you have a large estate, your life insurance policy can actually be taxed with death tax, and that's terrible. But if you have an islet, and you do it correctly, then it's not part of your estate. So that type of irrevocable trust can be really, really important. Now, I know I've gone on too long. There's a number of other trusts that I need to mention, but and I need to explain these trusts in a little more detail so folks will actually know what they're used for. You can understand why it would be so helpful to speak with an elder law attorney to understand the different trusts available to you and the ones that provide asset protection and importantly, the ones that don't have being armed with this information as you're putting your plans together is so important to make sure that your planning is going to go as you intended to. If you would like to speak with an elder law attorney at WG Alexander and Associates, you can go to WGALaw.com to schedule some time to speak with someone or you can call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000, 
or if you're interested in attending a free webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning, you can go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. These webinars are free to attend. There's no cost to do so. As I said, there's one dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. There's also a free webinar dedicated to long-term care assistance. This deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, financial assistance for most middle-class families who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. This is important information and information that's so hard to find, and it's free to do so. Just go to WGALaw.com, click on that Seminars button at the top of the page, or call 919-256-7000. We're taking a short break, but we'll be back with more You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to find information about Bill and WG Alexander and Associates. Whether you're interested in scheduling an appointment to speak with an elder law attorney or interested in attending one of the free webinars, WGALaw.com is where you want to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and today we're talking all about advanced planning and asset protection and trusts that provide asset protection. Bill, we're learning lots of uh, four-letter terms here. We've learned (laughs) SLAT and ILIT. Let's let's talk some more about some irrevocable Uh, trusts. Well, exactly. And and actually, when it comes to an irrevocable life insurance trust, uh, there are some things that need to be said about it because, quite frankly, uh, these trusts uh, can be used by lots of different p- folks. You don't necessarily have to have to be in that category worried about a state tax to use uh, a life insurance trust. Um, uh, now, with that said, there's uh, there is something about islets that are really important for folks to understand, and that is how that trust is administered during your lifetime is absolutely critical as to whether it will effectively work or not. Now, why do I say that? Uh, Now, this might tear people up, but the fact is, is that when you contribute money to an irrevocable trust for the purpose of purchasing life insurance premiums, in essence, for the life insurance policy that we're talking about, that's for the benefit of someone else, then quite frankly, that benefit, if you did not follow the, the requirements of the trust, would be what's called a future interest gift. Now, folks should know that today you can actually give anybody you want to give it to up to $18,000 per year, and you don't even have to file a gift tax return to tell the government about that gift. And, of course, the gift is not income, and so it's not a taxable transaction to either you 
or to the person receiving your generosity. Um, now, and, and you can give that to as many people as you want to give. Now, I've never been quite that generous to my children or grandchildren or anybody else, but it's the kind of thing <laughs> that you can do if you've got plenty of money and you want to do it. So, uh, but here's the thing. A future interest gift does not get that $18,000 exemption. It must be what the IRS calls a present interest gift. And that basically means that the receiver of the gift can use it right then and there. In other words, they have control over it. They can do whatever they want to do. So with an eyelet, the way it works, and, and it's really sort of funny, but the fellow who made it work, his name was Crummy. Now, Mr. It's so when we talk about crummy letters, uh, we're not talking about the letter being a crummy thing. We're talking about Mr. Crummy, who was brilliant, who made this work. So what did Mr. Crummy do that took the IRS by surprise? Well, what he did was he transferred money to his trust, and then the trustee gave the beneficiaries the right to that money. And, uh, but he, d he did it in a limited way. In other words, he gave them 20 or 30 days and, and to tell the trustee that they wanted their money and that they would, you know, obviously could demand it and receive it from the trustee. Well, the IRS took him to court, and he said, no, this is a present interest gift, so I get my, what was then, I believe, a $10,000 exemption. Well, uh, and so he didn't have to pay tax on that transaction, and, it could, and then, the, of course, the trustee could use the money to pay the life insurance premium that was outside his estate. Uh, guess what? The court agreed with Mr. Crummy. They said, nope, you know, since the, the beneficiaries could, in fact, take the money right then and there, and they had the ability to control it, that it was, was in fact, even though that right to demand the money went away after 20 or 30 days, um, that during those 20 or 30 days, they could do whatever they wanted to and could, could have it. So that the court agreed. Uh, and, of course, the IRS had to accept what the court said. So uh, we, we do give Mr. Crummy a lot of credit for making that happen for everyone because, you know, he was the one who had to take it to court. And nobody likes to pay the expense of going to court, for, but it was really important to him. And now it's helped everybody else. So uh, eyelets can be um, used, and you can... Uh, basically pay for your life insurance premiums by using crummy letters and, and the life insurance is outside your estate and there's no gift tax uh, that is owed because of what you're doing. Now, there's one other thing that I do want to talk about when it comes to eyelets because uh, for a lot of families... Uh, where uh, either the grandparents or the uh, parents have the ability to create uh, an islet that owns a life insurance policy on an infant. I'm a big believer in that. Why? 
because I really uh, believe that uh, that generation of children, when it when uh, they get to to retirement age, they may not have enough money to retire. <coughs> That's a, a huge issue. Social Security certainly isn't going to be enough for folks to live on for 20 or 30 years after people retire. Life uh, expectancies are growing all the time. Uh, and, and the fact is, if, if you were to um, uh, have a life insurance policy that is structured for cash value buildup rather than death benefit— and a lot of folks don't realize it, but you can structure a life insurance policy any way you want. And there are certain policies that I really like for that purpose. So you, you can fund a policy, you know, maybe three to $5,000 a year for 10 to 15 years. Uh, and if you do that when on a very young child, you're paying very little for the life insurance and it, and it bills cash value rapidly. So by the time the child gets to retirement age, that policy, uh, which of course uh, uh, people learn in my webinar that a life insurance policy is protected from creditors. It's asset protected. Also, it internally, it grows income tax-free. The death benefit pays out income tax-free. And as long as the policy is structured as a life insurance policy, uh, which it should be, then you can borrow against the policy. And of course, a loan is not income, so it's not taxable either. Well, what's better than that? I mean, when you get really down to it, and, and there are some good life insurance companies that have really good historical records of growth that tend to be over six percent per year so when you have that kind of long-term growth in a policy by the time the child gets to retirement age policy will be worth millions and, and one could borrow ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month to live on and still at death still have uh, several million dollars uh, of death benefit available to pay to the children or grandchildren. So I like that as a, a fairly um, good way of creating wealth for uh, that generation and beyond. And of course, at, at, since, you're, since we're talking about legacy planning, if you will, because we're talking about uh, a grandchild's, you're going to be long gone, but to the degree that you create that kind of wealth uh, and the ability to live well, regardless of what your grandchild decides to do, whether it's, you know, the, your grandchild could, could be an artist or a teacher or a policeman or a fireman or or whatever, you know, that doesn't make a lot of money, but the fact is, is they, they have an asset that you've created that allows them to live well uh, and pass on additional wealth. And of course, uh, for families of wealth, it can be added to generational wealth, dynasty planning, which can be uh, pretty, pretty
pretty nice as well. Now, I've said as much as I can today about uh, islets and how you can use them with life insurance policies, and I've got a number of other advanced planning strategies that you might be interested in. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll get into that. And I'll remind everyone that if you're interested in attending the free webinar on asset protection and trust planning, you can go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. From there, you can register for free to attend. There's no cost associated with these webinars. You can participate from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. When you look for the session, the next session that's happening on Wednesday, March 13th, you'll see that there's a morning session, which is dedicated to long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and the afternoon session, which is dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. You can be one of the, the brave souls who signs up for both if you want to, or you can sign up for one this month and maybe do one the following month. So it's there's no cost associated with it, so you can handle it however you want to, but both are extremely educational and extremely valuable for those who are seeking information in these fields. So we encourage you to go ahead and register. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is the website for more on Bill and W.G. Alexander and Associates. If you're looking for an elder law attorney, if you want some uh, new documents set up or have your documents reviewed, maybe you're interested in having a trust set up, go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call 919-256-7000, 919 256 7,000. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're continuing our conversation all about advanced planning and asset protection, in particular with irrevocable trusts. And Bill, we've got more to get to. Well, actually, there is another trust that also uses crummy letters, if you will. Uh, It's not crummy, again, uh, and actually they're very powerful tools. But a good friend of mine in Nashville, Tennessee, Cecil Smith, uh, helped to develop this next trust, and it's called a Burt and Ernie Trust. Uh, And uh, frankly, uh, what it's for is so that uh, it sort of goes along with a slat, if you will. It's a way that you can create wealth over time in an irrevocable trust that's outside of your estate for folks that you would want to make substantial gifts to. And that even includes your spouse. You know, we can make unlimited gifts to our spouse without it being taxed, but it's part of their estate, and that's why the Internal Revenue Service likes them, okay? But the fact is we can also do it in an irrevocable trust in a limited fashion. 
Now, there is a complex rule, and it has to do with income tax, unfortunately. But the fact is, and this is true for your, our islets as well, is that uh, we can only fund, that is one person anyway, up to $5,000 or 5% of the corpus. Well, when you start a trust, you don't have a corpus. So what does that mean? $5,000. Now, you know, last um, session, uh, I said, hey, we can give $18,000 per year, right? And if you're giving it directly to somebody, no question about it. But if you're giving it through a trust, trust because of the way complicated income tax rules work it has to be limited at least on a per person basis five thousand dollars or five percent well five thousand dollars a year is not going to get you very far in terms of taking assets out of your estate but of course if you're doing it for a child and you've got a dynasty plan, you can actually do this. Now, how do you maximize a Bert and Ernie trust where you're at, you're limited to $5,000 initially? Well, you could pre-fund it. If, now, this, this obviously, the, this is for folks who have plenty of money to do this with. But you could pre-fund it with $360,000, and you basically file your gift tax return for the $360,000. But the next year, uh, you can give, what, $18,000. Why? Because $18,000 is 5% of $360,000. So the point is, is that if you want to maximize it, then you can pre-fund this trust. And... This can be a trust that you create for any person. It can be your spouse, and and it could be that you're just trying to reduce your overall estate for estate tax purposes. But it also could be because you're creating generational wealth for a a child or a grandchild because it works the same way. And you can do, I mean, you can also doing Bert and Ernie inside an islet if you want to get right down to it. So you can combine the two into one if if that's what you're trying to do. So point is, is that that type of trust-based planning, irrevocable, can be a, a wonderful tool uh, for those who, for the, for the fortunate folks who have the kind of money um, to do that kind of planning with. Um, so it's just another tool. Now, I've got a, a few other trusts that I can throw out there, but I think we probably should take a break. Well, this is information that, uh, again, it's why you need to go see an elder law attorney to know what is at your disposal, because this is just information that I don't know where else you you would find this unless you were uh, I don't know, looking through some legal documents somewhere. Or, I don't know, maybe you got lost on the internet somewhere and found some information on this. But this is why this program, I think, is so informative and why you really should spend some time speaking with an elder law attorney to know exactly what's at your, dispo- at your disposal so that you can have the best plans that suits you the best. If you would like to speak with the team at WG Alexander and Associates, go to WGALaw.com, schedule some time to speak with someone, 
or if you'd like to attend their free webinars, they're happening right around the corner, Wednesday, March 13th. You can attend either session. There's two sessions, one in the morning that deals with long-term care assistance. This is so important for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis because it's all about information on financial assistance for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. That deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, some really complex government assistance programs that really you need to know going in before you apply for any of these and with the guidance of an elder law attorney. The afternoon session deals with long, uh, excuse me, with asset protection and trust planning. This is many of the topics that we're speaking on today. If you'd like to learn more, Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. We'd love to see you there on March 13th, virtually with us for the webinars. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to schedule some time to speak with an elder law attorney. Or you can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button if you would like to register for the free webinars happening Wednesday, March 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. And learn it all for free. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're talking all about advanced planning, asset protection, and irrevocable trusts. And Bill, you promised more trusts for us, so let's get into that. Well, let's say that um, you're excited about some uh, property or an asset that you have that you have great confidence is going to grow very quickly in value. And uh, or that you're uh, you, you um, and, and I'll give you an example. I, uh, and, and this these come from clients where uh, I have clients that own a, a percentage of a business, and they know that within the next two years that business is highly likely to be sold, and when that business is sold, their stake in the business is going to be worth 20 times what it's worth right now. And when that occurs, then they're going to go from a non-taxable estate to a taxable estate. They're going to be over the estate tax exemption. I have another client who owns a number of pizza parlors, and each one is uh, worth over a million dollars. Okay, and he already has five of them, and he's planning on buying more. Okay, so uh, what? And he's single. <laughs> okay, and he's young. I mean, he's in his fifties. And what have I said? Typically, our assets double every fifteen years. So it's highly foreseeable that if he doesn't do additional planning, he will have significant. Well, his children will have significant estate tax issues. Now, 
thing about it is he has to stop long enough to actually do some planning because he's busy running a business. You know, he's busy doing the normal life, taking care of kids and running to soccer matches and doing all the stuff that we have to do as parents. But the fact is, it's like, is there a way that you can stop the acceleration of growth in one's net worth? And the answer is yes, <laughs> okay? And it's done through a tr an irrevocable trust called a BDIT, okay? And people are never going to remember this, but they can remember the concept. And the bottom line is you have to get your property appraised and and basically you create an irrevocable trust and you have a promissory note and so in essence the uh, you transfer the property into the trust and the trust pays you for it with a promissory note with federally required interest and, uh, and, of course, the trust has to have enough income in it to pay you for that. But what have you done? You've transferred your property that's going to grow like a weed into an irrevocable trust that's not part of your estate. And it hasn't been gifted. It was, in essence, purchased from you with a note. But in essence, you're paying yourself... So there's no income tax on the interest for the note, of course, if it's done correctly. But the point is, is that what you've actually accomplished is transferring property into an irrevocable trust uh, that where it can grow. It's outside your estate. So if it's worth $5 million today, and $20 million when you die, it won't matter because it's not part of your estate. So there's no estate tax attached to what's already out of your estate. And you were able to get it out at a time when there was no tax due. So obviously, that can be pretty nice. And it's something that more people should use. Now, how about folks uh, with charitable intentions? Most people have heard of a charitable remainder trust. Well, actually, um, folks with charitable intent, particularly if they have highly appreciated property that must be sold during their lifetime, so there's a, a there would be a fairly substantial capital gains tax, and they don't want that tax. And they don't want to do uh, a 1031 exchange, uh, which would make it a tax-free exchange. Uh, so a charitable remainder trust is a trust where you basically can avoid that big capital gains tax, create an income stream for 20 years, um, or until you die, either one, whichever comes first, uh, with the remaining property going to a charity of your choice. And so uh, that is another way. And it's, it's also a way that folks can use a retirement account for uh, where they, can, they want their child or grandchild to have a stretch, which you cannot do any longer under the SECURE Act, with, with at least for normal beneficiaries, 
uh, for children and grandchildren. In other words, typically now when children and grandchildren receive your retirement accounts, they have 10 years from the date of your death in order to take all that money out and pay the income tax. That's what the SECURE Act did. Uh, but a charitable remainder trust that um, receives your retirement account uh, can actually stretch out those payments to your beneficiary for 20 years, and then the balance of the account goes to charity. Now, typically, only about 10% of what you actually contribute goes to charity, and your children actually end up receiving uh, a, about the same amount of money that they would have received had it not been in a charitable remainder trust. So that is another way that people can utilize an irrevocable trust to their benefit. Is it no wonder that the rich get richer? <laughs> I mean, that's what we're really talking about. And of course, there are other ways to do uh, charitable planning as well. For, for very well-to-do families, uh, family foundations can be a wonderful way, particularly if you have children and great-grandchildren who can actually be involved in a family foundation. Uh, now, it's not the, the least expensive way to do charitable planning. Uh, we have some very good uh, charitable foundations, uh, community foundations. Uh, you can also uh, d do a donor-advised fund into a foundation or to a charity where uh, you, you can uh, have a substantial uh, charitable deduction and, and still have involvement in where the money goes from the charity. In other words, it's you're advising them on where you would like the money to go over a period of time, and that's called a donor advice fund. So, uh, for those families of of huge wealth, the family foundation uh, is much more intimate for the family in terms of being involved in not only how the money's invested, but also how it's distributed each year. Uh, but for most families. Uh, donor-advised funds, or contributions directly to uh, one of the community foundations uh, is wonderful. Uh, and, and I've, I've uh, you know, in this area, you've got the North Carolina Community Foundation. You have the Triangle Community Foundation. Uh, in, an, in other, most areas actually do have a community foundation. And so uh, for those folks who live outside this area, they may want to look at their local community foundation as well. Wonderful advice. And also, if anyone, uh, the, these trust options, if they seemingly appeal to you, reach out to the team at WG Alexander and Associates. Go to WGALaw.com. You can also find information on the free webinars there by clicking on the seminars button. If you would like to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance, it's a wonderful opportunity for you. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button to learn more. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to register for the free webinars happening Wednesday, March 13th. These are done the second Wednesday of every month, and the next set of webinars is just around the corner. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on that Seminars button at the top of the page to register if you're interested in learning more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, or asset protection and trust planning, much of what we spoke about today. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on that Seminars button. It's free to register. There's no cost to you. It's a wonderful educational opportunity for you, just like this program is every week. We're always appreciating you listening, and we hope that you'll continue to do so. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you again for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.